Whoa, 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 welcome to Big Dave and the L Train. How are you doing today, Luke? Pretty good, Dave. I think our listeners are probably going to notice a difference. Well, I guess we're obliged to say that we have been purchased recently by uh, Fairfax Media. But I don't think that our crazy listeners out there are going to be noticing anything too different, hey? It's going to be the same old Big Dave and Stinky Luke. Just some fun banter. Banter on the radio. fun chat. Later up, we've got some prank calls coming up. Yeah, and in the second hour, I think we're going to have a little bit of a song parody of Pharrell's Happy. I don't want to give it away, but I think the word Hoppy might be involved there, Luke. Oh. <laughs> well, let's come back and look forward to that. Hey man, is it afternoon? Yeah, surely it yeah, is. It must yeah. be. Um, we're going to meet at one, and I was late. So yeah, it's definitely. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty forgetful these days. I got a mouthful of smoked almonds. Yeah, we have to apologise. So to delicious. Apologise. No, we apologise. Don't want to. Don't want to. No one wants to hear chewing on microphone. Yeah. So when you're chewing, you point it away from you. Good point. Anyway, we're sitting here at Temple. Contrary to popular rumours, you may have heard in the cold opening, we haven't been bought out by no. FM Radio. Look, I probably would. I'd have to look at the business plan, but uh, the answer is yes. Yeah. Throw us a few bones. Bones meaning money in this situation. Yeah, I don't want any bones, yeah. Um, we're sitting here at Temple Temple Brewery and Brasserie, eating some smoked almonds and some uh, spicy olives. It's not warm out, but it's not windy, so it's nice and sunny. Yeah, and nice and sheltered. I, I don't think the second time I've been here since they put their new beer garden space in. I really like it. First time for me. It um, just offers a different vibe to the um, existing temple setup, and it's um, really pleasant. Now, I would look, before we go on, I want to talk about one thing mm-hmm. that happened. I got here a little bit earlier than you, got a spot in the sunshine, and got a Power Stance Pilsner, a really beautiful Pilsner. And I noticed quite rapidly as it sat in the sun, it slowly turned into quite a, we'll say, Heineken. Mm. It's probably the, the closest thing, or a Stella tasting. It was got it got skunked in the mm. UV. I've never actually put that to the the test, uh, and it was a good beer to do it with because the end result was, you know, that that skunky Heineken flavour. Um, so yeah, UV light, skunks, hops, basically. And that's right. So now, life that is a loud motorcycle. Yeah, <laughs> and I have a feeling he knew that we were recording, oh, so definitely. he gave him a little bit extra. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I asked the question if it was just the added warmth, mm. the high temperature of the beer, which could possibly give off a similar um, change to the aroma, but yep. it was a pretty quick transition. Well, so, Dave, um, you, your one has been sitting in the shade most of the time, mm-hmm. and it's probably about the stage that, that mine was when you got here. And I'd say it's probably about halfway between, so directing yep. the sunlight um, probably is a definite factor to that. Yeah, so. and it was only about 10 minutes. Mm. Um, so that's something I'm coming into summer. You know, you might be drinking a hoppier beer in the sunshine. Just keep it in the shade because you're going to end up. Because it, it, it sounds like it hasn't changed it to make it unpleasant, mm. um, but definitely a noticeable change though. I've never done it with a very hoppy beer. I'd like to do it um, because you know a pilsner is still pretty, pretty lowly hopped comparative. 
I think it's the alpha acids that, that turn and make that skunky flavour. I'm not 100% sure. But, yeah, very interesting. Yeah. But a belting beer nonetheless. Mm, mm. I really enjoyed it. I, I've always enjoyed coming here. Their, their tap list is always solid. Mm. They've got a spiced lager, a spiced black lager on tap, which was interesting. I didn't, didn't love it. Didn't quite tick the boxes for you? Yeah, but I mean, that's. I'm not the kind of guy that likes a spice. Yeah, when you're up for a spice lager, exactly. It's actually turned into a beautiful day here. It is. I can strongly recommend oh, I'm coming I'm so here. glad wintertime has uh, been given the short shift. Yeah, exactly. Global warming's kicked in. We're getting some 30 degree days in the in October. Is that outrageous? Yep. Is it? It's like one of the hottest Octobers we've ever had. Wow. Like since the 40s, I think. Interesting. Since the 40s, because last week, last year we got some 40 degree days very early, didn't we? Did it we? It wasn't consistent, but we went from like 18 to 40. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It seems to be... I don't know. I'm no weather expert, but things seem different. But we're not meteorologists here, and this isn't a meteorology podcast, so mm. maybe you shouldn't take anything that we say on that subject so as gospel. Let's jump straight into some news, eh? Why don't we? Um, the big news going around for the last since we were last recorded has been ownership. Uh, Mountain Goat were bought by Asahi. Uh, what else happened? SAB Miller were bought by AB InBev, or yes. AB InBev bought... Well, the other way around? I don't know. Yeah, I, th- I think AB and Bev are looking to purchase that Miller. Is that right? Yeah. Whatever It, it doesn't is. really matter. Like, I think that ACCC are looking to block it, though. For Australia. Mm. I think there is some talks of that internationally as well. It doesn't really impact the Australian market that much. In terms of most of the... Like, it's only really CUB mm-hmm. here. Um, and, like, okay, now they were... Whatever they are, I, I, I can never remember who owns who. Like, I, so. Sav Miller was CUB, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. So, n- like, being owned by ABN Bev doesn't really change Mm-mm. anything. The one thing that probably will change in Australia is the licensing. You know, all the beers brewed under license now are owned by the same company. So, people are going to lose contracts. Lion might lose some contracts. Um, Really Does it make it a huge difference though? Doesn't get if Lion lose one contract here, don't you think they're going to pick up another contract there? Yeah. Or just shift their marketing in a different way? Yeah. Mm. James from the Crafty Pint did two a sort of a two-part series on ownership where they did a, a blind tasting of sort of supermarket beers versus mainstream, or sorry, not mainstream craft, like re, or other craft beers for lack of a better word. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he did a sort of an in-depth article on ownership uh, I, was, I guess I was one of the panellists or the, the interviewees. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was sort of like an in-depth look and then a little bit of a Q&A with some key figures, wasn't it? Mm. I I am sick of talking about ownership now. Well, it has been um, discussed ad nauseum, hasn't it? Yeah, and if, if people haven't formed their opinion based on what's out there, and I've written a couple of things recently about it, um, but if you don't have an opinion... There's plenty I think most people have got an opinion on yeah, it. Yeah, and there's plenty and out there to expand. To uh, If you need to expand on it, there's a lot out there that you right. can sink your teeth into. Let's just move on then. Shall we? Sydney, what's next? Sydney Craft Beer Week's happening at the moment. It is, isn't it? I don't really know much about what's happening there. No, neither do I. Just similar to Good Beer Week. Yeah. It's be really a good, fun week, no doubt about it. If we have any listeners that are there, please um, send us your Get thoughts. in touch and let us know what your favourite events were, what the vibe was like, if you've been to Good Beer Week um, in the last few years as well. Perhaps give us a little 
uh, comparison, compare and contrast. Mm. If you think back to your school days, that'd be a nice way of. I don't know. What, I don't care which one's better. I just want to know what the difference is. Uh, how were. are you going to ascertain that? Yeah, people have opinions on yeah, these exactly. things. Exactly. Uh, yeah. The other thing coming up, which I'm heading over to New Zealand for, is the Pacific Beer Expo. It sounds really fun. Yeah, there's a. It's kind of the smaller version of Beervana almost, where. I think it's uh, run by the Hishigozaki people, um, Beer Without Borders. So a couple of, um, you know, a lot of New Zealand breweries and then a few international ones. Lasso Ren from here in Melbourne are launching in New Zealand, uh, which is an interesting move. I think we've mentioned on the show not many beers make the trip over to New Zealand no, from I Australia. No, I think we were talking, well, maybe it wasn't even this show, it might have been uh, Phil and George's show, but talking about how all they really have is stone and wood, a bit of Moondog. Mm. Mountain goat, I think, across there as well. Mm. Not regularly, but have been over there. So yeah, um, I think maybe little creatures and maybe James Squire. You'll pop right. up every now and then. But it's fun. Yeah, uh, La Serena heading into NZ. Even though I prefer to keep them all in my fridge. Yes, yes. They got a cool ship delivered recently uh, this week, I think. So for I guess those that don't know, a cool ship will be used for spontaneous fermentation. So they'll uh, it's the sort of Lambic or Belgian method. Uh, I guess not just Lambic producers use it in Belgium, but you pump your beer in, you let it cool down on the cool ship, which is just a big open flat copper bath basically. Let some natural bacteria get in and uh, let it do its thing. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's pretty uh, fun. Yeah. Speaking of I guess, spontaneous fermentation or, or Belgian styles, Boat Rockers Barrel Room's about to open up. Yeah, next Friday or. Uh, I don't know what the date's going to be. Hmm. Let's work it out. Um, doesn't matter. But uh, by the time you listen to this, it'll be either just have opened or days away. Yep. And they have just put out their Roger Ramjet. So it's their bourbon version, bourbon mm-hmm. barrel version of Ramjet, mm-hmm. with the much lauded Ramjet. Incredible how it's been received. It's a. It's probably one of the few beers that people few Australian barrel aged beers that are regular mm-hmm. and that people are, are sort of hunting for as soon as it comes out. And then like yeah. really widely appreciated as well. Yeah. Like t- twice in a row that beer won people's choice at the uh, Good Beer Week showcase. Yep. Which is amazing for a 10.5% barrel aged imperial stout. Well, the showcases are proud as probably 50 50 mm-hmm. in terms of beer geeks and, you know, new, new people into beer. Even beer geeks, not, I'm probably not even a majority of them are likely to just I mean a lot of people love Imperial Stouts but it's not going to be like a landslide sort of thing just because mm. of the crowd so mm. it's just a testament to how delicious the beer is and we've had it plenty of times and it's always a absolute belter yep. so I'm pretty keen to try the new barrel version mm. um, they've also got a Lambic that some samples have been floating around of I think um, two and a half years old that yep. particular one uh, and a Belgian Saison yeah so yeah exciting stuff and, and as listeners know we're, we're fans of theirs so I'm really excited to get out to the barrel room and uh, get give to it a try. Yeah, yeah. Sounds really fun. Good Beer Week registrations are finishing up as well. If you want to be part of Good Beer Week this year, next year, sorry, here in Melbourne, get your registration in. Because if you're late, it'll be too late. Then you'll have to wait till 2017. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a long time away. You got any news over there? Um, what was I looking at? I think all the stuff that I outline we just covered then so mm. uh, I think we're done with the news wrap up this is delicious Pilsen by the way mm. I'm, eating, I'm drinking their body jar pale a collaboration with the band body jar 
And I think if you're going to guess what it would be like, it's probably exactly what that is, right? It, it's definitely, um, for those that read my recent blog about tweeners, it's tweener category. It's a tweener? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's fine. But a, a band brewery collaboration, fine is exactly what you think it is. Yeah, yeah. And I think Very da- non-offensive. Dave, you'll, you'll know that I'm not a fan of the... There seem to be a lot of collaborations happening now with mm-hmm. like bands or venues or... Like non-just brewery collaborations? Yeah. yeah. And... I don't. I, it feels almost like you don't a, get it, do you? No, I don't get it, and it feels almost like an awkward teenage phase we're going through. Like I don't know, what do we do? Like just collaborate with someone on on this. There are some collaborations I really understand. Yeah. Like I think um, the bar brewery collaborations. Yeah. Make a lot of sense because mm-hmm. it brings the new market from the bar mm-hmm. into the brewery, introduces the bars fans to the uh, the breweries fans to the bar in turn. I think that's a really that one makes sense. Um, but yeah, when things like distributors and bands and that sort of thing start mm. to do it, I don't really understand it. Yeah, I don't have much interest in, like, even bands that I really like. If the Bronx or the Wu-Tang Clan made a beer, I'd actively avoid that. I don't want to drink a Bronx beer. They're, they're pretty terrible brewers. They make really good music. If right, but like, that. I don't think you need to... Attribute what you <laughs> think the band's brewing skills is going to be. I don't think that's really comes into it. Either way, I don't like them. Yeah, fair enough. His olives are really good. Sorry oh, for delicious. the lip smacking that's going on on Mike. Just think about eating olives, and then you'll understand. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't have anything more to add about the collaborations and stuff. Should we come back and, and we're just going to unpack? I guess a little the, bit of a chit chat. Yeah, right? let's move on from ownership and mm-hmm. all the things that have been discussed lately. Let's look to the future, um, and we'll, we'll discuss that. You uh, you grabbed a beer that's got a bit of a story behind I it, right? I do. Yeah, I opted for the. What do they actually call the group? The East Coast Brewers? East Coast Brewers Collaboration, I think it was. Yeah, the Exile IPA, which was uh, brewed to raise a little bit of cash for those affected by the... Have we talked about who the... The distributor? Or the the, the supplier? Yeah, the supplier. Can't even remember their name. Core Concepts. Core Concepts. It was, who left a few players in the lurch... um, in really key parts of their business development, so mm. an unfortunate circumstance, which again has been talked about a lot. But um, so Temple were affected by it uh, only only for a pilot system. So a few other breweries were affected quite massively. So this beer was brewed to sort of everyone get together and, and raise some cash, raise to some cash to yeah. sort of uh, offset a little bit of the losses, which is a I mean as good a cause as. A selfish one can be. It's not a charity cause or anything like that. But no, um, but a it's lot of these businesses could have easily busted. Yeah, yeah, and it, it's important, I guess, to the community. So, yeah, good work. It's good to see the community getting and it's together. Delicious. Yeah, really delicious. Yeah. So, Dave, uh, the last you got the rye rye IPA. How is it? Yeah, really good. Very rye. Uh, it is really rye. Um, it's got a. I think it's because it's called a triple rye IPA. So I'm guessing that's a lot of rye involved. Is it quite spicy? Not super spicy. It's kind of got that chewy malt, but it's the hops are, are still really bitter, and it d- does taste really fresh. You know, given we can 
can't really see the brewery at the moment. But oh, I just, just went in there. It just smells just so yeah. good because they're brewing at the moment. So just, yeah, yeah. Um, is there a better smell? Yeah, there actually is, yeah, but, it's a, but it's, a, it's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's great to get a f- very fresh and and this kind of style fresh is just gorgeous. Totally different to what you'd often find packaged or anything like that. Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah. Good fun. So the last. As we said, the last three or four weeks have been pretty much ad nauseum discussion about uh, big beer, small beer, what it means, all that. So we're not going to have that. Let's let's move on. Mm. Um, and I, I've got a few questions that I want to pose to the group. The I group think, being um, you and me. And I guess if listeners have thoughts, we want to hear them as we'd well. We'd love to hear them. I think uh, this, I don't think it really came about due to the article, but during the week, Crafty, when he announced that he was not going to be um, hosting, for want of a better word, the Craft Beer Rising events in 2016. Yeah. One of the justifications to that was maybe we're shifting, like the era is shifting a little bit. Do we need that particular event? Mm. Um, because the climate's changed a little bit in respect to uh, appreciating local yep. produce. So if there is a shift... It doesn't seem like you need to beat people over the head anymore. What's going to happen in this sort of... It's not. What's, I don't want to call it a new era, but um, for want of a better phrasing. It's a, it's, yeah. it's a pretty new era in terms of what's what's happened and what's changing. I just saw some sliders that looked really delicious. Yeah, yeah. the food here is really good. Um, so I guess my, my first question... Actually, no, let's jump down to my further questions. All right. Most of the people listening have uh, obviously a strong interest, maybe work in the industry or are primarily consumers, though. I think we're all... Even if you work in the industry, you're probably still yeah, a definitely. pretty big consumer. Um, so what, what do you think, as consumers, what can we do to keep the industry indus- interesting? And I guess people that have sort of blocked the ears to good beer, like, should we be looking at unblocking those ears or should we just keep doing what we're doing? Like, what's the... It's a tough question, isn't it? Because if you decide to try and unblock ears, what do you do? You know what I mean? Mm. And I don't know. It's a tough one. Do you have any thoughts? Well, the clear, clear strategy has been releasing the tweeners, tweeners yeah, um, from yeah. the from the big players. And also is that working? Is there any data to suggest it's working? They sell a lot, I believe. Do they? Yep. But I'm not sure it's a great long-term strategy. Is that because they're priced similarly to uh, no, they're, they're, I think it's probably priced and marketed pretty well compared to, to say, what we're drinking right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I don't know if it's a great long-term strategy for the whole market in terms of we're just going to end up... It's like the Colgate situation. You know, so many different Colgates on the shelf, but essentially they just they're the same thing. You can see a wall of the same thing mm-hmm. um, in, a, in a Dan Murphy's or whatever, and I don't know if that's a great result for anyone, really. No, because it's, it sort of discourages what you're trying to do if you are trying to lure that person who's the... Um, who is the craft considerer? Yep. Then, if you sh- if you show them a wall of essentially the same thing, then are they going to just get overwhelmed by that and say mm. forget it? Mm. Which they probably would, wouldn't they? Yep. Yeah. Yep. The motorbike's back again. Yeah. It must be next door, or maybe it is. There is a um on the street. There is a I think the Banditos headquarters isn't far from here. Is it really? They're a motorbike gang, right? So we should. Uh, Watch what we say about them then. You're almost slagging them off, Dave. Yeah, that'd um, be a poor move anyway, I think. So the... I think the... 
one of the things, and I know this is probably somewhat ironic to say on a, a beer podcast, is that we don't need to overanalyze every decision and just make sh- just present to people that hey, there's good beers here, and if you're interested, I can give you a good beer. Yeah, definitely. And if you're not, I'm not going to make a big deal out mm-hmm. of it. And I think we, as beer lovers, quite often make a big deal out of the reverse in terms of the whole Carlton Draft's fine at the right moment. That's that's a good moment for that beer. And it's almost patronising towards people that drink that beer. Like, oh, you, your beer's fine at the right moment. Mm-hmm. You know, like, just who cares? Don't even, like, make a point of it. If you want to drink something, drink it. And if you don't, don't. True. I think that's because a strong point. Because, yeah, it keeps a big separation. Like... We keep separating ourselves by even just saying, oh, no, I can drink that beer at that moment. In these circumstances. Yeah, yeah. I just like, well. I don't know why we should be ashamed of liking a different beer to what someone else likes. Yeah, that's almost the point of this industry, isn't it? Yeah. And so, like, apologizing for it and kind of making a point to say you're stepping down because it's okay because of the moment or what. It, don't worry about it. Just yeah, have a beer. Just have a beer. Like, if you don't enjoy it, don't have it. And if it's fine, it's fine. I that is a weird stance to take, isn't it? Hmm. There was an article in the Crafty Pint from a, a brewer or someone that works at a brewery that he sort of made that point of like, you know, someone gave me a, a lager and I said, oh, it's okay because it's about the company or whatever. Well, if I was the person that that was said to, I'd be like, oh, fuck you. It's okay. Yeah, exactly. That's like, a really patronizing way yeah. to put it. And I'm not sure they mean it that way, but uh, yeah, I think it might come off patronizing. It's a funny thing though. Like... I don't know what what's worse. If you know someone drinks craft beer and you offer them something that's they wouldn't normally drink and they decline it, mm. is that a weird thing as well? I have been in that situation, say at work, where a like say you know two o'clock in the afternoon on a Friday, someone's gone and got a bunch of beers and they're handing around the office, and legitimately at two o'clock on a Friday afternoon, I don't really want a beer because I want to get my work done and get the hell out of there mm-hmm. and go. You know, go home or go to a pub and have a beer, not at my desk. So I'll say no, and the reaction from my coworkers is, is "Look at this fancy yeah, boy! Oh, you yeah. don't want to drink this? Too good for that." And then if I say yes, they say, "Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah just slumming him, just yielding." Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of <laughs> you can't really win <laughs> if you've sort of got your heart on your sleeve as a as a, a beer lover. There's so many so many things are loaded into that True. yes or no. Yeah, you're pretty much faced with a lose lose situation. But is it losing? I don't know. Yeah, I think for me it's just making a decision that I want to make at the time. Yes, I would <laughs> like a beer. No, I don't want one. Like people rib each other either way, so who cares? Um, what about you? Someone offers you a Peroni at two o'clock on a Friday afternoon. Are you taking no, it? No, no, it's not. I don't like to drink at all around that sort of time. Like people at my work will have like a beer with lunch mm. on a Friday or something like that. That's mental. How are you supposed to get work done after that? I can't do it. Yeah, it ruins my day. I'm very weak in that regard. Like, I'm not... I'm going to have a little nap if I go back to my desk after that, so... Yeah, no good comes of having a couple of beers at lunch. No, definitely not. So, um... We, maybe we're just wee-wees. That's our problem. Yeah, almost certainly, yeah. We're comfortable with that decision, Yeah, so. it's fine, yeah. And I guess that's the point, making being comfortable with your decision and not having to justify if you like or not like something. And I think people respect that more. Uh, to give an example, I've got a, a friend of mine who I studied with years ago, and she was a big Britney Spears fan. Mm-hmm. I was studying journalism, so we're all, you know, kind of 
think we're better than everyone journalists. Yeah. And she was massive into Britney Spears. She loved Britney Spears. And I'm like, huh, Britney Spears, like what what's going on there? And she's like, her answer was, why not? She's awesome. Can't argue with that, really. That's hard to refute that one, isn't so, it? So, you know, and it was kind of that being proud of what you enjoy. It's not a bad thing. You know what bugs me? Mm-hmm. Guilty pleasure music decisions. Yeah. Yeah. Just like it. Don't worry about it. Yeah, people, and I guess it is the same as beer. It comes up, you know, what's your music guilty pleasure? What's your beer guilty pleasure? Like, I'm sure you're, you're similar to me and I'll blast some whole notes. I fucking love it. I don't feel guilty about it. I enjoy it. Yeah, true. I mean, I mean, I don't care. So, yeah, whatever. Yeah. S Club 7. They have two really yeah. good songs. I was trying to make a joke then. By bringing up an S Club 7 song And I can't think of actually one yeah. um, Reach for the Stars is a pretty good jam is that, is Yeah, that? it's a great pop song right. Great pop song yeah. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll get on the Venga bus <laughs> <All right. laughs> They had a weird ironic tour recently Do you remember that? Did you no. It was a weird short phrase where Bands like that were doing semi-ironic tours And they played at the Corner Hotel So I guess people that aren't from Melbourne Corner Hotel is a rock it's a rock venue. Bar, yeah. yeah, it's a. It's. I've seen some amazing live rock music there. Some from an know, audio perspective, it's probably the best venue in the, in the in Melbourne. I except think. for that giant pole in the middle. Well, it was not an audio perspective, is it? Oh. But yeah, and so Venga Venga Boys played you know, like three sellout shows there, and it was this weird kind of like we're all doing it ironically. It's kind of speaking of a little bit of irony. It's a little bit of irony and nostalgia. I was there before the football at the MCG one night. Mm. We went to the upstairs bar. And there was loads of people my age and a little bit older, all wearing newspaper hats. Okay. And it was because Peter Coombs. Oh, you're, I forget. You're not, a, you're not one of us. So I was going to bring this up. Right. I'll, I'll let you go. Yeah, Peter Coombs is playing his like third sold out show that night. So to non-Australian listeners. Non-Australian listeners, Peter Coombs was a, uh, like a child, like an artist for children's songs. Yeah. Like a Wiggles, but a solo artist. Yeah, kind of exactly. Situation. Um, be- beloved, much beloved, uh, and now he plays to the same audience <laughs> who listen ironically and love it. Yeah, Mr. Clickety Kane, you joking? That goes off. Um, would you go see a Peter Coombs? Oh, definitely. Yeah, oh, definitely. Okay, would, yeah. So I think that was. I had that in mind, but I couldn't remember who it was. Right, so I didn't want to okay. go down that path. Okay. But I think that was about the same time as the Venga Boys did their right. Their okay, so that was like the the resurgence. Of yeah, all yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, it comes back to the point of just enjoy it and enjoy it for what it is. Don't wrap everything into it, like you say, Peter Coombs. Yeah, of course, I'd go. It'd be fun. Yeah, yeah. Like there's no, yeah. there's no like for me. I'm not going to go because I have no frame of reference. I don't have to apologise for it. You no. don't have to apologise for it. Like just juicy, juicy green grass doesn't mean anything to you, does it? <laughs> no, it's <laughs> green grass just reminds me of um of that show on BBC Heart, Heartbeat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know where this is. What line of conversation's gone? Anyway, all of a sudden we're at green but grass. no, I mean, it all comes in like I used to enjoy watching Heartbeat. Yeah, it's, it's fine. I'm not like apologetic. It's one of those things. It. I don't know about you. But it was one of those shows where like my parents watched it. So yeah. just because I was in the lounge room, I was like, yeah, man. The good life and heartbeat, all that stuff is great. Heartbeat used to have a really good soundtrack. It had a lot of fifties good rock on it. Right, did it? Rock and roll. I only know the. the I probably only know the actual theme song. I don't think I remember mm. any of the soundtrack. Um, 
I do feel more comfortable saying that. I feel a lot more comfortable saying that I like S Club Seven because I mentioned the Bronx and the Wu Tang Clan earlier. Oh, okay, that gave so me some credibility. Oh, I get it. So you're like, <laughs> you're, you're you're flying the flag of unashamed honesty, but then you're just gonna go behind. Hey, man, Wu Tang and Bronx and all that. Yeah. I know. I think listeners know that I, neither of us have much shame in this. I'm only appreciative of Mariachi or Bronx. So sure, yeah, that's some pretty good Bronx. So good, yeah. They used to open, so they'd open for themselves. Amazing. As Mariachi I mean, I, 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 There'd was, be plenty yeah. of people that wouldn't even tw- twig, though, I reckon. Yeah, because they, they did tour as Mariachi Shell Bronx. Mm. Um, they opened for, like, the Strokes or, like, you know, big big stadium rock bands. Are the Strokes a stadium rock band? They play a stadium They rock. could, yeah, yeah. They're big enough. Oh, maybe it was the Killers. The Killers are definitely a stadium. Yeah, so, yeah. so they opened for them as Mariachi Shell Bronx, which, like, just the whole scenario was interesting. We're well past our point. <laughs> What's next on the list? So we'll go back to the actual f- the first question Ooh, is, um, yeah. what do you want to see? You know, I've been really critical. We're both really critical of everything that happens. We're, we're critics, I guess. Mm-hmm. But what do you want to see from smaller players on the next two to five years? Smaller players in like just all over the place? Or yeah, smaller so players? Like a, a temple or a, um, a new startup or, a you know, the, the breweries that are, not national, semi-national starting up. This is going to sound annoying, but I just don't want to see pandering. Pandering is really irritating. Yeah, like no one. And maybe it does. It might be an ad- advantageous thing what to do. You, what do you mean by pandering? Like, what so do I don't want to see golden ales and summer ales, and I don't want to see summer in any summer. Like, I don't want to see that word. <laughs> yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, like if if the, the people that they're aiming for are, are so dumb. That they don't think they can identify with their product without using the word summer. Yep. I don't. I'm not. I don't want interested in that. That's yep. just. It just f- flusters me, to the point. It's a turn off. So that's, uh, on a brewery scale. Yeah. I don't want to see pandering because, but the thing is, as a first step, maybe pandering is not a bad way to get your foot in the market. I don't know. It can go either way though, right? And I know we've discussed this yeah. before. Um, some people are going to respond to that. Summer ale because if you yeah of course I mean my one of my might be my favorite beer of the last couple of years Mountain Goat Summer Ale I mean like goes against the whole tirade I just had right yeah but I mean they have established themselves as the the real thing so I'm but I'm okay with that I guess that beer and and what what you're referring to is saying that you want a genuine attempt at a good product I want some authenticity yeah with Mountain Goat Summer Ale it was like, I'm not a huge fan of it, but it's clearly a genuine attempt to say this is a, a beer we're putting it's out. It's not going anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a beer we're putting out in cans for summertime. That's it. Like, it's yeah. a, this is a good example of something you can smash on a summertime barbecue. Because, like, the, the, the reason why I have a problem with it is if you do it, if they do it pandering um, or just as a means to an end, right, if you do that to get some cash flow to enable you to do what you really want to do, if your golden ale or pale ale is selling bonkers bonanza, you can't pull it later on. No, no. And then you, like you've got to up it after that. And I don't know. I just I don't like it. So, and, and this is probably exactly my answer, slightly worded differently. But I want I want something genuine. Like I don't. You know, even if they're brewing styles that I don't like, um, I want them to do it with the intent of doing something that they like. Mm-hmm. 
and something they're interested in doing. So if if, they ge- if a brewer comes along and says, I want to perfect a summer ale and I've been doing it for years and I really want to bring it to a market, great, yeah. it's, it's fine. But I feel like, yeah, you're right, it seems to be making it for the market. So we've gone, we need to make this for the market, so let's make it, rather than saying, hey, we've got this really good beer, let's make it, how do we sell it? Yeah, if, if people like Bad Shepherd, Wolf of the Willows, at their new site, Stan Dainton, mm-hmm. if those guys have got summer-styled ales, fine, because they're Bayside brewers who the context of that makes a lot more sense than just any brewery lining up a pale, an Australian pale, and a golden to enter a market. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So would you give more leeway to brewers that you know are doing genuine things? Yeah, if there's context to it and if it's like a genuine thing, then that's awesome. So the Little Creatures Dog Days I went pretty hard on on my blog. Their PR has stopped replying to my emails. Um, Which is, to me, already not genuine, right? Like... Of course it is, and what? But like, just to touching back to the point we've already been banging on about, why would they need to have a tweener? Like, what? Why would they need that? Yeah, they've got bright eyes. They want They've share. got their pilsner. They've got their pale. The pale, and and I touched on this in the article, and I know I've banged on about this to you before, but Little Creatures Pale has basically been responsible for a big part of people getting into craft beer. Like, oh, it's an icon of Australian yeah, beer. Iconic beer. And whether or not you think it's changed, you know, there's so many arguments about that. A lot of people think it's different. I think it's exactly the same, is my understanding. I think it's the same and... People's palettes have given changed. It's, yeah, people's palettes have changed, but I think given its distribution across the country, you can't guarantee how fresh yours is going to be. I think there's probably going to be a lot of bottle variation given that a lot of palettes could have it in boxes for months yep. without yep. putting it on the shelf. So, And palettes do change. Yeah, palettes change. The um, So yeah, and I, I mentioned this in my blog and I've mentioned this to you again, is the I don't know why they're not building on that. They seem to be building away from mm-hmm. the pale ale. Like, there's been no big push for the Little Creatures Pale. There's no, no. you know, we like uh, an ad campaign... To paraphrase Ice Cube, we started this gangster shit. Like, yeah. I can do that. That I would respect that. Yeah, yeah, you would. Maybe their market would. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, not not in the. They're yeah. not going to quote. I mean, that would be great. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. Um, but and you know, we've talked about the the. Why don't they do a double pale? Use yeah, that leverage great. off that. Um, definitely. I mean, like, even if it was one of the just like a seasonal, they've had a good record with some seasonals. The Return of the Dread we had on the last so show was delicious. Really good. I've bought that in bottles since because I love it, and mm. it wasn't, and it was just as good, if not better, in yeah. bottles. So they've got the capability, and that's a seven and a half percent pills now. Uh, sorry, uh, just, uh, just out, and it's great. And that's the thing. Like, it seems to be if you're making a stout, you're Australian brewery with some scale. You're making a stout, you can go pretty hard on the paint and mm-hmm. do a, a serious ballsy one. If you're making a pale, you kind of want to pull all your punches. And I don't get the reasoning behind that. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm guessing it's more expensive. But yeah, I think we're both agreed. We want to see genuine. Because we're not things. against buying beers from big companies. Like we loved that. We loved that return of the yeah, trade. Yeah. Yeah. So if like if they're able to do that, we wouldn't not buy the beer because of who it's owned by. Hmm. Show us something fun. Yeah. Show us that you're interested. Well, use use the supply chain and the marketing cloud you have to do a a, a positive campaign. Um, I, I do see 
a lot of those beers is negative. I see them, they're marketed away from beer lovers. Yeah. You know, you read the press releases and they'll say, you know, this isn't It's the, the same press release for every single yeah, beer. it's not yeah. for the hardcore geeks. It's for the entry level. And it's like, that's fine, but the hardcore geeks are your market. And if you... If you make something genuine and good, people like it regardless. You look at the Yeasty Boys, they're a good example. You know, they've cut through in New Zealand to non-beer geeks through being, making Pot Kettle Black and like Freak's Attitude. Kind of matter. Yeah. They're, they're There's no reason why a Earl Grey IPA should explode. Yeah. And it, first of all, it's because it's great beer. But mm. second of all, it's because they know what they're doing mm. in the marketing aspect of things. Uh, so my next question would have been, was going to be what are the what do we want to see from the big players? But I think we've yeah I think we covered that there. Answered that. Here's what I want to see from uh, peripheral groups, education-wise. I I'm sick of seeing people who present tastings, food pairings, any ed- like beer education towards uh, craft considerers. Is that a term? Yeah, it was a term that. I can't remember who used it. it must have been a PR agent yeah. working, and they it might have been James Squire or someone. Right. Um, so I'm. I don't want to see Stone and Wood Pacific Ale. <laughs> I don't want to see Mountain Goat High Tail. Yep. Even though I love that beer, I like both beers. We've yeah. seen. We've, yeah, exactly. We, we, we've seen it. Yep. We've seen it enough. Yep. Little Creatures Pale Ale. Even even maybe Two Birds Golden Ale is done. Is done with that. Yeah. Like if you really if you really want to expand the options of these fringe markets use something doesn't have to be like a bomb hmm. use something interesting something local and independent well, that's, and different that's the thing you can use I think you could use a gold nail or a, a Pacifica or a Hightail and then use something the opposite like I, I, I think what you're saying is those are the, the three or, or four beers used. Ex- yeah, exactly. And you read it time and time again, the yeah. exact same beers. With a pork belly and a chocolate fondant. Exactly right. Uh, or something like, just for example, a two birds golden ale and a boneyard golden ale. Two golden ales that are totally different. Yeah. are going to match differently. are going to present differently in every single way. Because yeah. that's actually going to create a conversation be, yeah. and uh, present the idea that, hey, maybe it's called the same thing, but it's vastly different. Yeah. And the consumer education and... Most people that are unfamiliar with beer are probably going to go for the Two Birds. Mm-hmm. Delicious beer. Fine, absolutely. Um, and maybe 10% of them are going to go for the the Boneyard. Mm-hmm. And then they've found that hook for them. So, yeah, I agree. It's presenting all the options out there not rather than the safe ones. Yeah, exactly. I mean, but yeah, I don't know. I'm just sick of seeing the same old, same old. Well, that's... Yeah, beer dinners these days. Like, if my local pub has a beer dinner, I'm probably not going to go because... It's going to be exactly yeah. what you said. Those beers are going to be the ones presented. It's going to be pork belly. It's not very exciting. No, it's going to be some salmon. Yeah. So, yeah, getting that sense of excitement back into it. Mm. I'm saying, you know... I think, like, the popularity amongst a different market of gabs is a, it's a strong indicator that people are happy to try stuff. Yeah. So, even if... like, Here's another thing that I want bars to start doing why don't you offer a tasting puddle yeah that's true because people don't want to commit to a pot of something they don't uh, recognise yeah. or they don't know 
but they'll commit to a tasting paddle. Yeah, yeah. And I'll expect. I don't. I don't understand bars that don't do it. Yeah. Maybe it's like a staffing thing and a lot of glassware they have to yeah, use. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand all that stuff, but it's, it's, if you're really trying to push that sort of stuff, to, to yeah, do a exactly. pint rather than a. But um, people really have to commit to those four glasses if something's a little bit different. You understand? I mean, it's not the cheapest and uh, like entertainment products out there, so mm. people. They shouldn't just blindly commit to things. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, looking at... I was at Grape and Grain recently, and I think the most expensive... The most expensive pint was $12 or $13, and the p- tasting paddle, which the way they pour it is probably going to be just more, just more than a pint, was $15. Yeah. And you're going to have six really fun... Yeah, yeah. Beers. And at the moment, their tap lists are bonkers. Yeah. So and it's and, and that's the best way to get that excitement is hey we'll give you a whole bunch of taste of a beer. If two people have got tasting panels, they're going to be talking about it. Yeah, without question. Yeah. So yeah, it's about getting people interested, a- and I guess not forgetting that people sh- want to be excited about beer, and that's where I see the the golden ale, the summer ale space is like. It's forgetting that the customers right now and right now is a crazy time. Uh, super pumped to try things like everyone like you know you chat to co-workers under beer they're like oh man these these crazy beers that I went and tried like now's the time to get them so get them with something interesting yeah they're ready to try stuff yeah I guess that answered my next question is what I I think you had another one for what buyers can do right well yeah so my first two were what we want to see from small players what we want to see from major players I think the answer for both is exactly the same Something genuine, something Broadly, exciting, yep. and something that means something to them and the customers. Good. Yeah, because if it means something to the players, then people buy in. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Um, the other one was, yeah, what can venues do better then? You've said tasting paddles. Yep. Uh, I That's a basic one, but a lot of places don't do it. Yep. The other one um, for me, as I said earlier, was little flags on tables or reserve signs for solo drinkers. Mm-hmm. That'd be very handy as someone that likes a quiet beer by himself. It's not really related to beer, though. It's more comfort. Um, yeah, well, it's pressure. You've got to, like, time your next round at the exact same, the exact right time so you can go up, get a beer, and not lose your seat. Yeah. It's tough. It's a, it's a psychological battle. The um, But most places have reserved cards or whatever. Just have an option. People can use that to flag their space. Yeah. Just be aware of it. Solo drinking's hard, man. Oh, it, it, it for me that I have a lot of anxiety getting a uh, taking away that with a little card. Great, I don't need yeah. to worry about who's going to take my seat if I have to come back and have an awkward social interaction. I've got a little card there. I like. I think the the answer for venues for me is the same as the answer for bars. Uh, sorry, for breweries. Be genuine. Mm-hmm. Do something that means something to you. Don't try and cash in. Yes. Yeah, okay. Cash in is very obvious. You know, you see a new bar opening up and you're like, oh, suddenly you're into craft. Um, I know there's a few venues opening up that were actively against craft beer two or three years ago and they'd make statements, you know, the big pub groups behind them would say, you know, craft's a fad and won't work for us. And suddenly they're opening up big craft venues and saying how much we love craft beer. Beer? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe maybe you've changed your mind, but yeah, you have to question if it's if it means something to the bar. I think the places we like to go are places where it does mean something to them, mm. and it's 
in terms of like it's a good place primarily and, and they want to make a good place rather than make a cat make cash and I, and, uh, I think a good a good avenue for that sort of passion is social media and I'm not yep. saying you have to bang on about it but venue like one of the we talk about a lot Sun Moth mm-hmm. they are active on social media mm-hmm. and everything they do is pretty much a celebration of their business yeah and it's infectious you want to go there yeah you want to try what they've got on there I mean like it's a really engaging thing to do and they're not doing it just to get people in the door. Mm. They're doing it because they love it. Yep. And that really comes through and I think that's a real positive for that sort of venue. Yeah, it's important to me that I'm going somewhere where people will enjoy working, enjoy presenting you their product because otherwise I can go to I can go to 100 bars mm-hmm. within this, you know, two suburbs. Yep. So I want to be excited by it and yeah, it doesn't have to be super crazy you know, deep, crazy beers or whatever. Just give me something interesting. Mm-hmm. Like right now, you know, sitting out here in this beer garden drinking a pilsner yep. is a, a great thing to be doing. Not really one. I wouldn't say there's one beer on this tap list that it would be described as crazy. Um, They've got a black lager with spices. Do we mention that on the show? Can't, I think we did at the start. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's a pretty it's not standard. But yep. they're all really well-made beers, and they're good. Yeah, definitely. The next one is um, over the summertime coming up, Dave, and, and we're probably at the pointy end of the market mm-hmm. with the Extreme Beer Geek. Yep. Uh, beer Nazis, we were, were called recently. Not personally, but yeah. our, our kind of, our type. Um, I don't want to get into the pros and cons of Nazis on there. Yeah. So let's, yeah. Uh, what are you going to be drinking in the summertime? Uh, I reckon there's going to be a fair amount of sour consumed. Mm-hmm. I've stacked my cellar with sour beers for mm-hmm. that very reason, so I can just pop a couple in the fridge. And also, I've been drinking less lately, mm-hmm. so sour beer really fits right into that wheelhouse. I can drink two beers in an evening that c- cuts across a few hours, and I'm mm-hmm. happy as Larry. Yep. Um, so that works for me. Not necessarily super sour, anything that's got a bit of funk. I'll be enjoying, mm-hmm. um, I'll be drinking Saison, I'll be drinking Berliner Weiss. Those MASH Berliner Weiss series, by the way, yep. I really enjoyed. really liked them. I've only had them on tap and they were very cold. Oh, and okay. so I don't irritating. think they really opened up. Um, the Granny's Apples, mm. I believe, which is just the base Berliner Weiss. No, the base is the oh. Wiz. The Wiz? Oh, sorry, the Wiz then. Yeah, yeah. The Wiz, the base one, I really, really liked. I liked all of them, but that one was a real winner. I'm going to slightly divert the conversation to uh, they wax the, the bottle tops there. Mm-hmm. I saw a Rate Beer, or uh, well, the Rate Beer Twitter account link, linked an article. I didn't actually click the thing, but it was, they someone did a study that said consumers actively dislike wax bottle tops, and they've never been proven to show any benefit in terms of keeping out oxygen or whatever. So why is anyone doing that? Who actively dislikes wax? A pain in the ass. I hate opening up a wax bottle. Does that stop you buying it though? No, no. Yeah. It's, it's, I can see it's aesthetic in terms of it looks But how beautiful. much does it really bother you? 
It doesn't really bother me that much. I just thought it was interesting seeing the study. Yeah, okay. That, you know, there's no I'd real be benefit. I'm keen to see no. the actual study because yeah, it I, seems a little bit. I accuse you the other day of not reading an article and just reading the headline. I was just trying to be humorous. And here I am yeah. doing the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Have we got anything else on our list? What do, uh, I well, how about you? What, yeah. what are you going to be drinking this summer? Local, I think. Yeah, um, cool. I've spent the last few months not drinking. I don't know, drinking a lot of wine lately and drinking a lot of. Drinking through my salad. Uh, last night we had a Wolf of the Willows XBA four pack. These beers we've just had are beautiful. I'm going to dunk my head into some local market fresh. Fair enough. Trying to find the freshest local decent IPAs mm-hmm. and really just kind of rubbing them well, all in my face. That's another thing. I mean, this summer, just. Stealing the attention back to myself for a minute. Of course. Uh, <laughs> the other thing that I'll be seeking out is, I mean, it might be the fifth episode in a row now that we've been just gabbing on about it, but them pale pale ales. Yep. Pale IPAs, pale pales. Yep. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Yeah. Clean, hobby, fresh. Yeah. Exciting. Um, what else? I think that's about it for me. That, that, that would that's what you're going to be uh, definitely. targeting. This summer? Yep. Um, yeah, local, fresh, bright, seeing who's doing the best, uh, seeing who's doing things that are still exciting and bright and fresh. If you're going to be going bright and fresh, are you going to be visiting breweries or seeing what holds up Maybe. in packages? Both. Because if not? you're attacking fresh beer, if you're going to the breweries, you will not be disappointed. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll start doing that. Mm. I um looks like I'm gonna have a lot of free time over the summertime. So oh yeah, looks like I'll uh, be getting out in a book. Oh, and there's one thing that you might oh yeah, going to New Zealand. Yeah, that's right. You can probably find some decent beers there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Should we wrap this up uh, and then come back? Come back and for some wrecks. Yep. So Excellent. Welcome back. Thank you. We've just, uh, oh, you're talking to the listeners. Both. Okay. Why not both? Dot JPG. You want to jump straight into recommendations? Sure. What was that beer that you just got? I've got the East Coast IPA. Oh, the you one got the you XL? Yep. Nice. I got the Bicycle. The, uh, bicycle, which is a beer that I really, really love. It's a magnificent hot weather beer. I mean, this is probably too cool a weather to make it brilliant now, but uh, the, the memories I've already forged with it make it... Uh, a really strong choice for me. Good, nice one. Yeah, this is a nice and clean, delicious very IPA. Very clean, very hoppy, very, very good bitterness. Yeah, I'm a fan. So, recommendations, Dave. Jump yeah, on in. What do you got? Let's wrap this up with a couple of wrecks. What do you think we should start off with? Let's go beer. Let's go beer. All right. Uh, continuing on the theme of ours for the last month and a half. <laughs> uh, I'm going to be recommending the exit number 10, the West Coast IPA. I thought you might have gone for that one. Horrendously unbalanced. That might be what this says on the label, even. Yeah. There's no I, I don't think it's unbalanced. I think that's I really Yeah, true. But I had it really super, super duper fresh. So maybe I got a little zing that isn't always there. But that's what we're looking for. It's mm. pale. It's uh, the malt backbone's there. You can't. Eliminate malt. Yeah, the malt's always going to be there with any. I, th- I can't think of what the numbers are on that, but seven or eight percent. Yeah, the, 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 that sort of ballpark. It's going to have a malt backbone. Leave it clean. It's it's uh, arrogantly hoppy. It's a it's a really aggressive West Coast IPA. 
very enjoyable. That's my recommendation. How about Excellent. you? Excellent. The for me, uh, look, uh, it's probably a personal recommendation as well. Uh, Temple beers, or, or if you're in Melbourne, actually, come along to Temple if you haven't been for a while because it used to be no beer garden, just inside. This is this is lovely. Yeah, it's a this very, is very, very enjoyable, very genial. Uh, it's filled up now. It's pretty much you'd have to fight for a table now. So what is it about two thirty in the afternoon? Yep. Um, and you can, you can oh, I was inaccurate. It's two twenty nine. I know. But yeah, it's filling up. People are happy. People are drinking a bunch of different beers and having fun. Yeah, uh, you, can, you can smash a couple of gold nails. Uh, sorry, the couple bicycle, of bicycles, and you can smash an IPA and jump up. You to can the be stout. happy. You can have a new world stout. Yeah, exactly. So What's yeah, wrong with you? Come for down. For me, this is a a perfect spot. This is not advertorial, by the way. This is a genuine. My beer recommendation was going to be something different until. Yeah, this fair enough. So. And we only decided to come to Temple this morning, so it's not like it was organised. So Yeah, that's a winner. What about non-beer? What do you non-beer, got? Non-beer, I'm going to recommend a comedy special. Uh, Robert Kelly live at the Village Underground. Sorry, who? Robert Kelly. I haven't heard of Robert it's Kelly. Only, he's a... Uh, probably these days, you'd probably call him an old, old school generation. Patrice O'Neill, Bill yep. Burr. The Bostonians that went to New York. Yep. Um... Uh, it's not. It's it's his latest special, but it's not a new special. But it's just been programmed on Netflix, yep. so it's very accessible now. Um, but it's beastly. It's one of those hours that he gets huge laughs in minute one and maintains it the whole way through the show. Right. Um, I, I I love watching comedy specials on TV, but I don't laugh out loud at them. Mm. That's a bit weird. Like no. I do do it, but in this one, I got some good belly laughs out of it. So, good, good. Um, he's a... For a lot of years, he was like a really directionless comedian. He wanted to be a lot of things that he wasn't, and now yeah. he's embraced who he is, and he's killing it. So, Bobby Kelly. Would you say that he's now more genuine than he was to, to as a callback? No, he was always genuine, but he thought a lot more of himself than right, was okay. actually true. Yeah, uh, He had a lot of friends that would told him exactly what he was uh, <laughs> but now he's embraced it uh, amazing excellent good, good recommendation I, I'm probably going to go watch that yeah. if not this evening maybe tomorrow um, so we've talked to mu- about a little bit about music today we did already. on the show yep and so I'm going to recommend a local uh, Melbourne musician by the name of Benoffi she's a um, female soloist is that like the banana toffee yeah yeah, yeah. okay so, is that like yep. the spelling Yep, same okay. spelling. I'm pretty sure it's the same spelling. And she does... Um, look, there's no way to say what she does without sounding wanky, so I'm just going to dive right in. Go on. Um, R&B... If you do it without um, without remorse, then you you, you can't... Exactly. So R- R&B, yeah. new jazz, soul, but very dancey, and a lot of sampled and a lot of layered, um, lot of layered vocals. Mm-hmm. So really beautiful. She's a beautiful singer. I'm old now, so I don't know what any of that really means. <laughs> so just think, beautiful singer who's doing all the electronic music themselves mm-hmm. with some really like sampling her vocals. So I saw her live. Um, Whereabouts? At Golden Plains Festival. Okay. She opened the second day and she had two microphones. So one to do the sample and one to, to sing into and just layered them in through and had her own sort of sequences and drum machines and was just and she crushed it. Really, really captivating. Um, she's got a new EP out. She had two EPs. The second one's just come out. Uh, really good. It's probably not going to be to everyone's taste, mm-hmm. but it's very, very interesting, um, unique, and 
the best fun. things really are. Yeah, to everyone's yeah. taste, huh? Um, I think. Look, to be honest, if she, I think she's going to get big. No, she's going to be on a tweener. She's going to get big. I think she's the kind of artist you hear and go, "Yeah, I can see um, her selling a million albums over the next two or three years." Interesting. Um, Lordy or Lord, the New Zealand singer-songwriter, gave her props on her Twitter account Ooh, the other day. Oh, interesting. So, the amount of followers I can imagine that Lordy or Lord has. I imagine that's yeah, that's got to be a big bump, right? Definitely. But yeah, check it out. Um, it's on Spotify, or I'm sure she's got a Bandcamp. Um, she's doing some local shows and where do you know? I don't know. Local. She's Melbourne, so yeah, she's okay. pumping around. She's at Heller and the Croxton. Look her up. I think she's doing something at Heller, maybe. Anyway, really interesting. Um, if you're a fan of music of sampling, enjoying some. Summertime. If you're a fan of new jazz. Hot summertime uh, jams. That's what I'm saying. Beautiful singers, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hot summertime jazz. All right. Jams, not jams. Jams. Sorry. Yeah. Um, Obviously, we've run to ground on this one, so let's finish <laughs> it up. Yeah. Should we wrap this up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dave, where can we find you on the social media? Oh yeah, uh, you can find Stop me on me. Twitter at MelbDave. Same handle for Instagram. You can find the show at uh, facebook.com forward slash Ale of a Time. How about you, buddy? Uh, at Ale of a Time. <coughs> uh, Twitter and Instagram. Uh, if you can like us on, uh, on iTunes or rate us on iTunes, rate us on iTunes would be really appreciated. Thank Leave you, thank a comment you. if you enjoy it. I think maybe uh, keep your negative thoughts to yourself. Maybe that'd be nice. Ah, no, I, I say give us some negative thoughts. Leave a negative comment. Maybe give us. Let's not do anything lower than four stars. Maybe I'd direct it at me then. How about give us the five stars and then lambast us in the comments? <laughs> That's fine. Thank you to to Matt, Matt our friend uh, Bigsy, who left us a positive review recently. I think he's our last positive review. Did he? Yep. Good fella. Appreciate Good on that. you, Begsy. Um, like us on Facebook. New as father as well. So I hope you're doing well, buddy. Yeah. Um, theme music by Toe Hider. Thank you, Toe Always Hider. appreciative. Is he back in the country yet? He's back in the country. We should get him on the show. So, funny story. Right. One of, one of his guitar students, he's a must shoot a guitar at a high school. Right. Um, rang him up and said, look, it's our sort of end of year concert. I'm going to buy a cheap guitar and smash it on the quad at the end of the end of year concert. And he's like, yeah, of course, go for it. That's an awesome thing to do. So I saw the video footage on Facebook, so it's probably not, yeah, I can't share it. I don't know how to share things. Because so, you know, you're old I'm too. I'm an old yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like this kid smashes his guitar on the quad, gets it stormed by adoring high school you know, friends who are just like amazed at what's happening. If like that kid doesn't make it as a rock star, oh. he still sort of has made it because he's lived that exact that, moment. That yeah. moment is amazing. It was just this moment of joy and everyone was just like, yeah, it was awesome to see. And turns out the kid got it suspended. Joking. And I'm like... What I, are, what I don't think I am old all of a sudden. Those fuddy-duddy... What are you getting suspended for? Like, you didn't... Rock and roll? Yeah. Suspended for doing what something awesome. What is it? Awesome. Footloose? We're in fun things or just outlawed? Is that what's going on here? I'm going to digress again. Um, Go on. I watched Footloose recently. Why? It was on television and I'd never seen it. Okay. <laughs> okay. There's right. a, a tractor chicken sequence that I've never seen referenced or talked about. I was watching it. I'm like, is this a movie that people take seriously? That's ridiculous. What do you mean it's a movie that people take seriously? I always thought it was. No, 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 no. Um, but yeah, tractor chicken. It was one of the worst scenes I've ever seen. I watched Fargo last weekend. Hmm. Classic. I haven't seen that for a while. Maybe I need to, to rewatch it. one to revisit, yeah. You watched it on the Netflix? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, I spent the next two days just doing Minnesota accident, yeah. uh, accents. Anyway, obviously, we've gone well past our use. We've just exactly one. gone an hour, so it's Ooh, perfect. Okay, good one. All right, thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. And uh, we'll yeah, see you do, next do time. Do what we said.